This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Happy holidays, everybody. Joe Smith here for your Week in Geek for the week of December 16th to the 22nd. Let's talk about the Week in Geek that's fit to speak. In movies, it's no surprise that Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker topped the box office this weekend with $176 million in domestic box office and around $374 million globally. That makes Episode 9 the third best start for a December release behind Episodes 7 and 8. The other side of the spectrum this week was the latest adaptation of Cats, whose $100 million production costs only brought in fourth place on the charts with $6 million in ticket sales for the weekend. The movie performed so poorly that Universal notified theaters that an updated version of the film would be sent to them with, quote, some improved visual effects, and apparently at director Tom Hooper's request. So let's talk about 2019 in movies. Ticket sales in the United States and Canada were $11 billion for the year. 58 franchise films were released this year, six of which were Disney movies that surpassed $1 billion globally. With that, Disney became the first studio in history to hit $10 billion in worldwide box office revenue in a single year. Even so, domestic box office numbers are down for the year by 4%, and between January and late August, combined ticket sales for the 20 largest art film distributors fell 45% from the same period last year, with some pointing fingers at the growth of streaming services. December 18th was the 10th anniversary of the release of Avatar, which is still the second highest grossing film of all time. Avatar 2 is set for release in 2021, with each subsequent sequel following every other year through 2027. In a recent interview with Variety, director James Cameron stated that making the sequels is, quote, like making two and a half big animated films. A typical big animated film takes about four years, so if you do the math on that, we're kind of right on schedule. In an interview with The Consequence of Sound, director Quentin Tarantino stated that he's beginning to, quote, steer away from the Star Trek franchise, mentioning that he has not had an official conversation with Paramount yet about directing the heavily rumored sequel. Tarantino is well known for stating that he only wants to direct 10 films, and his last film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was number 9. LEGO is now in talks with Universal to have them produce all future LEGO films, since Warner Brothers allowed their contract with the Danish building block company to expire last fall. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Dan Lin and his rideback banner will remain on board as producers for the Universal era of LEGO movies. Francis Tsang posted on Twitter this week a screen capture of the U.S. Department of Agriculture website, which listed Wakanda as a trading partner on its agricultural tariff tracker. The USDA responded that the listing was left over from their testing of the website and has since been removed. Dr. Sleep director Mike Flanagan has announced that a 180-minute director's cut of the film will be released as part of its home market release on January 21st. The sequel to The Shining was well-reviewed, but performed poorly in box office, having grossed barely $70 million worldwide. In television, Netflix announced a new deal with Mattel Television to officially reboot He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. A reimagining of the series, the reboot will follow the adventures of the young Prince Adam as he discovers the power of Castle Grayskull, forging a new team of heroes to battle the forces of Skeletor in a quest to become true Masters of the Universe. 
The new show will be CG animated and made by House of Cool and CG CG, and is entirely different from Masters of the Universe Revelation, the previously announced 2D anime-inspired limited series being produced by Rob David that will also air on Netflix as a continuation of the original 80s cartoon. Another week, another Stephen King adaptation. Deadline is reporting Adrian Brody will lead Jerusalem's Lot, a 10-episode series based on the King short story that's coming to Epics in fall of 2020. And some quick bites. Desmond Kame and Mickey Ishikawa have joined the cast of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier in undisclosed roles. Morfid Clark has been cast to play Galadriel in Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV series. Van Helsing has been renewed for a fifth and final season at Sci-Fi. Star Trek Picard is the latest series to be renewed for a second season before the first season is even released. And Netflix has canceled Daybreak after one season. In video games, Sony is releasing an official back button attachment for the DualShock 4 controllers. A popular feature in many high-end third-party PS4 controllers, the accessory will plug in through the utility port and add a pair of programmable paddle-style buttons. The back button attachment goes on sale on January 23rd for $30. Indie developer Lance McDonald released a video showcasing his exploration of PT, the 2014 playable teaser for the abandoned Silent Hill sequel led by Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Using what he calls camera patches, McDonald has been able to detach PT's camera from the in-game movement and discovered Lisa the Ghost is following you the whole time you play the demo. McDonald has also modded the code so that he could explore the town of Silent Hill glimpsed at the end of the demo. Check out the video link below for more info. Fans of the Witcher franchise are building a total conversion mod of the strategy game Medieval 2 Total War Kingdoms that will turn it into a Witcher game. Titled Witcher Total War, the mod aims to depict the events of the Third Northern War using Creative Assembly's 2007 expansion to Medieval War 2 as a base. The team is starting small with three factions and a map that encompasses Velen and Novigrad. Eventually, the plan is to have the entire map and 29 playable factions, including non-human factions like the Wild Hunt. And in other news, Gary Larson, the creator of the Farside comic strip that ran in newspapers from 1980 to 1995, has created a website for the series at thefarside.com. Larson has said he started the website to have control of his creation and try and deter unaffiliated digital archives of his work with their own sites or stores. Larson also recently stated that he is not planning to revive the comic strip since he retired, but that he's, quote, looking forward to slipping in some new things every so often. And that, folks, is your Week in Geek. As always, a full listing of this week's articles is available with source links down in the podcast description, and I'll see you geeks in two weeks. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.